Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, August 13th, 2020. I've got a two-parter for you. <laughs> Not to say that I'm going to make two recordings, but there's going to be two very different sections to today's News and Views. The first part is very serious, and it concerns China. And to a lesser extent, what I think is going on there. And the, the second part is quasi-serious, but definitely satirical, okay? So anyway, let's get started. A reminder, there's no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, there will be a vid chat a week from tomorrow, and that will be the early uh, vid chat for folks living in European or African time zones. So that'll be at, uh, I imagine, either 1.30 or 2 o'clock U.S. Central Time. So that's a week from tomorrow. No vid chat tomorrow. All right. Let's dive right in here. Uh, I've got two articles here, among many others. If you've been following the China story lately, it's it's getting more and more intense. The first article is from Zero Hedge, dated three days ago, August 10th. And the second article is from Natural News, dated two days ago, August 11th. So the first article is China faces food shortage as droughts, flooding, and pests ruin harvest. <coughs> Pardon me. It's very bad here today with allergies. So my sinuses are draining. And I'm, I'm foregoing the temptation to enjoy a cigarette to keep my sinuses dry. But anyway, I might give in to that in a few minutes. Anyway, I want to read some paragraphs from this article. Chinese Vice Premier Hu Chinhua recently asked the governors of each province in China to make sure the sown areas of agricultural crops would not shrink and crop yield won't be reduced this year. At a food security meeting held in Beijing on July 27th, he warned that governors would be punished if they failed to uphold the promise, including with dismissals. Well, at least they're not throwing them into the gulag for not bringing up their agricultural production quotas like Joseph Stalin. But anyway, continuing. When Chinese leader Xi Jinping visited the northeastern Jilin province on July 22nd, he told the local government to treat grain production as a priority task. The top officials' emphasis on food supplies raised questions about whether China is facing a severe food shortage this year. In early July, the government Oregon China National Grain and Oils Information Center released its estimates that the corn supply gap in the 2020 to 2021 fiscal year would be 25 million metric tons, more than double the previous estimated 12 million metric tons. Uh, tons. And I'm skipping a few paragraphs here. In late January, Chinese authorities mandated that people stay home to prevent the spread of COVID-19, farmers among them. Around March, restrictions were eased and most farmers were allowed to go out again. Kind of got to have those people work in the fields. All right, skipping another paragraph. Mr. Li is from Poyang County, Zhangji Province, and he told the Chinese-language Epoch Times on July 18th, quote, the early rice in our province was ruined before the harvest. The mid-season rice was destroyed by the floods. Now it's too late to plant the rice, unquote. <clears throat> 
While sobbing on the phone, Mr. Chen from Hunan province said farmers in his area had no harvest this year. He and his fellow villagers were worried that they might not have enough food to eat as flooding has hit the region continually. In addition to that, we have droughts. Let me read this. Wheat is mainly planted in central and northern China. Farmers only harvest once a year in May, late May to early June. Wheat production in Henan province contributes to roughly a quarter of China's total agricultural production. However, droughts killed the crops in Henan, Inner Mongolia, Gansu, Zhangjing, Jilin, and other northern provinces. Privately run Chinese grains and oil wholesale platform CCTIN visited the wheat production areas of Henan, Anhui, and Jiangsu provinces and reported that the quality of wheat in 2020 was worse than that in 2019 and production was 15 to 30 percent less than previous years. The situation in Inner Mongolia, Gansu, and Zhangjing is worse. State-run media Xinhua reported that on June 16th that 50.7%, 50.7% of Inner Mongolia's land suffered heavy droughts this year. The region grows mainly wheat as well as soybeans and corn. Now I'm skipping all the way now to the end of this article. This is from Zero Hedge, by the way. Kin, an agricultural researcher in China who gave only his last name because he was not authorized to speak to foreign media, explained that grains have three primary uses in China, which are food for human consumption, feed for livestock, and raw materials to make wine and other industrial products. He said the current shortage won't be as serious as people not having food to eat. The key is no feed for livestock or poultry. Then people don't have enough meat to eat, unquote. So in other words, you've got flooding, you've got drought, and let's not forget one final thing, uh, pests, the locust invasion. So China is being hit with a triple food whammy because of the flooding because of the pests and because of the drought in the northern provinces. Flooding in the south, drought in the north. Now, you know me, folks, and I'm sticking with this for the sake of argument for today's dot connecting. I've speculated a long time that this has all the aspects of a weather war because the political background, this is a little too convenient, and let's admit that that weather system causing the flooding has basically just parked itself in the Indian Ocean, and that the the relative permanence or semi-permanence and stability of that system strongly suggests to me that we're dealing with a heavy possibility of weather warfare. Now, I'm going to completely flip from that to another story concerning China from Natural News. And I'm going to read a lengthy, lengthy section of this article. Virtually, I'd say three-fourths of this article I'm going to read straight to you. This is the article by J.D. Hees, uh, August 11th, 2020. The title of the article says it all, sort of. The title is China Trying to Interfere in the 2020 Elections. U.S. Customs Intercepts Nearly 20,000 fake driver's licenses, 
that could be used for voting. Okay? So let me read this. Advances in technology may have made counterfeiting more difficult, but crooks keep finding a way to stay in business. In fact, federal customs officers have seized 1,513 shipments from overseas containing fraudulent documents. That's shipments containing fraudulent documents. 19,888 counterfeit U.S. driver's licenses just at Chicago O'Hare's International Airport this year through the end of June. So in other words, roughly 20,000 fake driver's licenses from China just at Chicago O'Hare International. Okay? Get the picture? Most of the shipments came from Hong Kong and mainland China, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Other shipments came from South Korea and the United Kingdom. Quote, these counterfeit driver's licenses can lead to disastrous consequences, unquote, CPB's Ralph Picciarelli said in a statement. Quote, criminal organizations use counterfeit IDs to avoid attracting attention to their illegal activities, unquote. It gets worse. The CPB official noted that most of the phony IDs were for college-age students and that most had the same photos but came with different names. Alarmingly, CPB officials discovered that the barcodes on the fake Michigan licenses were functional. These fraudulent identity documents can lead to identity theft, worksite enforcement, critical infrastructure protection, fraud linked to immigration-related crimes such as human smuggling and human trafficking, ding, 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 unquote, the CPB said in a news release. The agency further noted that, quote, these documents can be used by those individuals associated with terrorism to minimize scrutiny from travel screening measures, unquote. Pitcher really noted that further that the licenses were very realistic and he praised his officers for being able to identify them and single them out. But it makes you wonder how many more have gotten through. In April, CPB said in a press release that the agency was witnessing an uptick in the smuggling of fake documents at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. In the last six months, CPB officers at Dallas-Fort Worth International intercepted nearly 900 counterfeit driver's licenses that were delivered via international shipping services to the Dallas area. Approximately 2,000 fake IDs have been seized over the last 18 months. Unquote. And quote again. What is most disconcerting about these interceptions, <clears throat> pardon me, besides the volume which we are experiencing is the ease in which so many young people freely share their personal information with counterfeiters abroad, unquote, said CPB Port Director Timothy Lameau, Area Port of Dallas. Quote, we'll continue to collaborate with local law enforcement to educate the public and anyone who's contemplating purchasing a counterfeit ID online on the potential dangers of sharing your personal identifiable information with a criminal element, unquote. How do we know 
that these IDs will be used to oppose Trump? Because U.S. intelligence officials have said recently that Chinese President Xi Jinping, who has been bested regularly by the president, wants the hapless Joe Biden to win in November. And don't forget that Joe Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, China connection, folks. The, he has, uh, pardon me, he wants Joe Biden to win in November. He knows he can manipulate Biden. Yeah. <clears throat> let's, let's recall that there are billions of dollars involved there, folks. That's some pretty hefty leverage manipulation. Continuing. Quote, William Evanina, who leads the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, said that the U.S. government has assessed that China prefers President Trump losing the election because Beijing considers him to be unpredictable, while Russia is working to undermine Democrat Joe Biden, NPR reported this week. And why would Russia be doing that? Well, because, again, Biden's involvement in the Ukraine, which is in Russia's backyard, which has been a sore spot for Russia. So in other words, folks, I want you to pay attention now. I've been saying all along that the marriage between Russia and China is a marriage of convenience largely. And now we have clear indications that the domestic political situation in the United States is spilling out and having geopolitical consequences. Couple this now to the weather warfare I think is being go has been waged on China, and couple that with the trade war that is obviously going on between the United States and China. Couple that to the Biden-China relationship, the Biden-Ukraine relationship, and we've got a mess. But in addition to this, I want you to go and recall the blog I did just two days ago on the website concerning the CalPERS, California State Pension Fund, which has recently been revealed to have been headed by a Chinese-American who incidentally resigned from his position when it was discovered that he didn't disclose his financial relationship to the communist Chinese government because he was drawing a salary from them at the same time he was drawing a salary while he was in charge of that big pension fund for the state of California. So in other words, if California is acting a little nutty because of all of this coronavirus thing, I suspect it's another case of follow the money. All right. Now, why would the fake IDs be a, a concern in the upcoming election? Because, folks, for, especially for those of you overseas, in this country, we've already had the Democrats pressing for simply mailing in your vote, you know, getting a, a form online, signing your name to it, mailing it into some address along with a picture ID, which in this country, your driver's license usually functions as an official document of identification. So in other words, a fake ID is the perfect way to be able to stuff the ballot box. Now, for those states that have already have absent, and, and please understand, especially for those of you overseas, a mail-in ballot is not the same thing as an absentee ballot. An absentee ballot in the United States varies from state to state, but most states have an official form. You have to send them a letter 
with your ID and so on. They will send you a form at a particular time prior to an election. You have to fill that out, and usually that form that you get mailed from the state is serial numbered, and usually, not all states do this, but most of them do, usually you have to have either a notary public notarize that document or some states will allow you to, again, use your ID, your, your driver's license, as your ID. So in other words, the fake ID thing is a perfect way to do some very careful ballot box stuffing. All right, that's what's going on here. So I suspect that what you're watching here now is another aspect of this huge covert war that, in my opinion, looks to be going on between the United States and communist China. Uh, this is now expanding into politics, the domestic political situation inside of each country, and that domestic political situation inside each country is also having geopolitical overtones and consequences. So this is going to uh, be a real mess. Now, my prediction, I'm going to crawl way out on a limb here. We've been watching both political parties in the United States. Now, no, most of you know where my sympathies lie, and they do not lie with the left. But we've been watching both political parties preparing a narrative of a contested election. We've seen Speaker Pelosi talking about fumigating Trump out of the White House, and he's going to leave whether he knows it or not, and you know, we'll just go in there and get him out of there. And by the same token, Trump has been pointing out that mail-in ballots are ripe for fraud. So both sides, it appears to me, are prepping a narrative of a contested election, all right? And that's bad, and that's going to have further geopolitical consequences on the world stage. So with that in mind, I'm going to turn to my quasi-serious definitely satirical half of this news and views because I just 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 credit it and write it down for me being in touch with my inner Kaiser Wilhelm okay <laughs> because uh, I just can't resist this one and in fact for this one I'm gonna light up All you anti-smoking fascists, pay attention. This is dated August 10th. Oops, pardon me. Uh-oh. I think I made two. Yeah, there we are. Hang on. Got the wrong sheet of paper here, folks. All right, here we are. This one's dated July 31st. But I want to predate that one to an article that appeared on Zero Hedge in April, on April 26th. And uh, the title of the article is, quote, Is the world about to panic hoard nicotine products after France's promising coronavirus study? Now, remember that in France? And let me read this for you just a little bit here. Quote, France has banned the online sale of nicotine products after a new study suggests the highly addictive stimulant nicotine could lower the transmission risk of COVID-19, as reported by the BBC News. 
The French government on Friday issued the new rule preventing online retailers from sell selling nicotine patches or other forms of nicotine products and requested all pharmacies to limit sales. Limits on nicotine sales came after a new study last week via the Pitié-Salpêtrière University Hospital in Paris examined 343 COVID-19 patients along with 139 people with moderate symptoms. The result of the study was a low number of virus patients were smokers. Considering at least 35% of the population smokes cigarettes and uses nicotine products. Among these patients, only 5% were smokers. The research concluded similar findings in the New England Journal of Medicine that said 12.6% of 1,000 people infected in China were smokers. So in other words, if you're smokers, your chances of infection either go down or they don't get too serious. Now, we have no idea why that is, but I found that particularly interesting and now let's go to the article from July 31st, 2020, from Business Today, all right? And again, I want to read just the beginning of this article. Cigarette maker British American Tobacco, PLC, had earlier said that its experimental vaccine has I hope you caught that, cigarette maker vaccine has manifested a positive immune response in preclinical human trials. Cigarette maker British American Tobacco has made a potential COVID-19 vaccine from tobacco. The company is beginning to testing its experimental COVID-19 vaccine made from tobacco. <laughs> and the article keeps repeating that phrase, made from tobacco, in humans. The London-based maker of Lucky Strike cigarettes has claimed to have developed the inoculation using the protein from tobacco leaves. The company is likely to start the human clinical trials of its potential vaccine soon and is expecting a response from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration any day now. <laughs> That'll be the day. Uh, according to Kingsley Wheaton, chief marketing officer, Lucky Strike Cigarettes, said in an interview, according to a report on Bloomberg. Okay. We are optimistic, Wheaton said, adding that it's an important part of our strategy to try and build a better tomorrow. <laughs> so throw in the usual baloney cliches <laughs> and it's all okay. All right. So, folks, I have a modest proposal. We're watching here in, in the United Socialist States of America, states, counties, governors, mayors going absolutely gaga with these face mask mandates. And why? Well, it's to prevent the spread of droplets in case you might be infected but don't know it and spreading them to others. So I have a very modest proposal. Since we're mandating behaviors that are really unconstitutional and all sorts of other stuff, why don't we require smokers to be in all places of business during business hours fumigating the place to death with cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, pipe tobacco, pick your favorite thing to smoke, 
and uh, maybe we'll lick this thing. Smokers, the fate of the world is in your hands. Okay, that's my that's my modest proposal, satirical, of course, for the day. But anyway, smoke them if you got them, folks. And for those of you who don't and are panicked to death about coronavirus, you might want to consider taking up the habit. Anyway, <laughs> that's my news and views for today. Don't forget, there's no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, that'll be a week from tomorrow. And we'll see everybody on the flip side, folks. Bye-bye. God bless.